Hey, everybody. Just a few things to chitter-chatter about before we get started. For one, if you don't already know this, Unpopular Opinion is a full-on podcast network now. We got a bunch of different shows, true crime shows, conspiracy theory shows, politics shows, foreign politics shows. The list goes on and on. We release 10 episodes a week, and the best thing is... You can get them all for just $5 per month. Go to patreon.com slash unpops for more details. Second, we have a live podcast coming up at the Hollywood Hotel in Los Angeles. It's a free show. It's October 28th. I'm going to be on it, obviously. Jeff May is going to be on it, also obviously. And your guests will be Quincy Johnson and Carrie Martin. Come out to that. Hollywood Hotel, October 28th. Absolutely free. And finally, we have a sponsor this week. Football season just started. If that's a thing you like to bet money on, you should check out mybookie.ag. The internet's premier way to bet on sports without eventually getting your kneecaps broken. They offer 100% cash bonuses, which is definitely a phrase you're familiar with if this is the kind of thing you're into. Go to mybookie.ag and enter promo code UNPOPS to sign up. I mean, unless you have like a serious gambling problem or something, in which case you should call 1-800-522-4700 and get help immediately. But either way, thanks for listening. We love you. Enjoy the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. But then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do anything. Shit, I just do this show. Joining me today, he's a super funny comic who you might have seen at the Unpops Live show in Glendale recently, or maybe you saw him on an episode of True TV's Comedy Knockout. And maybe you remember him because he won. Ladies and gentlemen, Tamara Katan. Also joining me, I mean, you know, he's my co host. I introduce him all the time when there isn't a second guest. I'm kind of running out of things to say. Maybe donate to carerescuela at gmail.com to help him and the wife find homes for the cats they wrangled up the other day. I don't know, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. Hello. I am Adam Todd Brown. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff May. Hey, I'm the other I'm the other one of your hosts. That I'm the other uh, one. You cut. Do, cut. You do, you do this every time. <laughs> every time. From the top. No. From Unpopular Opinion. Tamar Katan episode. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff let the cat out of the bag. We have a guest today. First time guest, Tamar Katan. Yeah. Woohoo. You are on the first glendale show we did at the alex theater i was very funny thanks very a lot good. it was fun your your card your business card is great thank you it just says tamar pronounced like what is it like a hammer but like, with a t yeah yeah, yeah. It's just like on there here's how you say my fucking name yeah. and uh where do people know you from you've been on some uh, i've been on tv things true tv most recently i was on comedy knockout i won my episode nice very uh, nice by knocking face, out robin sean Gibbons. Patton in your face oh sean Patton. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? I think Mo Mandel produces that, right? He does. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool to finally, I finally met him at Glendale Laughs that night. Oh, you hadn't met? Yeah, we hadn't met before. Oh, oh well. Is yeah. Mo that big that you can't meet him when he's. No, I, but it wasn't. You know what? I'm actually super shy that way. Like, if Let's get I, Mo over here right now. I don't, I don't go up to comics that way, you know? No? Yeah. yeah. I really don't. Yeah, I, you, like, you, you, I'm you're very fan. sociable, yeah. but you seem not social. Like you're very yeah, you're very right. like likable and oh, charming you. when you meet you, but it doesn't seem like you go out of your way to yeah. meet people. It's almost like you have to corner you <laughs> yeah. to get that. But you're very bit. funny. You're Thanks very a lot. funny. I it's appreciate that. I, I I'm working on that. My therapist uh told me to call people more often during the week. 
So get, there's a number of times. Get your call people? Yeah, get your calls yeah, I have to call my friends a certain number of times. Yeah, he, no, he doesn't monitor me. I, I just, it's the honor system. No, I mean your friends. Who answers phones anymore? <laughs> I know, that's true. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird request. So, Jeff, what have you been up to? Well, you know, uh, we trapped mm-hmm. four of the five cats sure. yesterday. Oh, yeah. And Tell me did. about that. We got, well, we, uh, we got them. Hit a uh, Jen's you know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. It's really important that we did this. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. It's really not nice. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. Thoughtless, really. That's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. It's already intense. Well, we do this every week. And you... We don't have to you do know, it every week. I cut Gritten off once. That is true. Quincy, I think I did once. I cut Quincy off on the episode that sounded like it was recorded in a trash can. <laughs> so I couldn't even use oh. cutting Quincy off. That just is on the cutting room floor forever and ever. Oh, see that? I'm just going to find him in traffic and cut him cut off. Him off. <laughs> Flip him off. <laughs> Aphrodite Jones is in the front seat. <laughs> that was the guest of that episode. Oh. So... We're doing. This is a lighthearted episode, which is nice. We've been yeah. doing a lot of heavy. Yeah, we've been a lot of heavy to... things, and oh, wow. uh, and now we got something that's a little bit on the something, lighter. Yeah, on the yeah. lighter. Yeah, we're you talking about the history water. of fascism. Fascism, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, chill. You know. That's some chill stuff. Man, it's really not though, because no. it's it's back. No, so fucking hard it's, right now. It's funny because this is. It's been about. 15 years or so since I got my degree. Like, I'm just around at that level of, of, of separated from it. Mm. And, uh, and these, like, stu- like, reading these notes, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I spent years learning. Yeah. Right. Good to revisit this at a time when I very much need to remember this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I mean, so we'll, we'll go through kind of just the, the history, how it started. Jeff's a history teacher. That'll help. Awesome. Retired history teacher. Retired history teacher. You're not supposed to say that word anymore. <laughs> I used to have. I used to have a joke about. I like one of the first jokes I ever written was that. I was like, where I talked about how I couldn't say the word retarded, and then my big punchline was, uh, "That's really gay." <laughs> so I was like, "That's still a good joke." I was like, they, "I was like, yeah." I had to sign a thing saying I didn't wouldn't say retarded. Like it was crazy. I had to sign wow. a contract saying that I wouldn't say certain words. Which is, did you sign it in crayon? So gay. <laughs> fun fun side note. Speaking of that word, how great is it that as scary as the situation is, how great is it that Kim Jong Un released a statement about Donald Trump? That had a word in it that all of the United States had to Google. I was gonna say that. And was... now I feel like we're all gonna put it in our arsenal. Yeah. Like I think we, I think everybody, you fucking dotard. I think everybody had a tweet ready to go that was just, <laughs> well, at least we all know what dotard is before we die. Yeah, Ugh. that was really, and even CNN put a link to it. Isn't it dotard? Is it dotard? Is it? I think is it's. It I think it's dotard. Really? Huh, I yeah, know. I think so. I like dotard so much better. Yeah, it is but better. It, it, <laughs> it, it fits the word structure of uh, of, of dotard. Seems like it would better. have two T's maybe, or like a D. Maybe I feel like the only time I've heard it is from an English person, and I'm saying it with an accent. Dotard. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that yeah, could maybe be. That's a, dotard. I could uh, <laughs> just look up the pronunciation. We could right? just uh, we could just skip it too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're gonna go for it. So yeah, let's. Uh, where should? Oh, we... it is dotard. Dotard. Oh, okay, yeah, I had a feeling. Fuck. There's the sh- North well, Korea there just does not stop getting <laughs> shit over on us. That's not fair. We're at war with them now. <laughs> Dotard. <laughs> Dotard. 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 Yeah, that word's not. As so we only kind of learned a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're talking about. I, I think most people kind of, I guess, credit Germany with the start of fascism but it's actually more Italy. I was I would say it's Italy Mussolini. I would say Mussolini is considered the father of modern fascism. Right. Because at the time when the Nazis started, they weren't technically fascist. No. Just like not they weren't fascist in name. They're socialists. Yeah. yeah. That it would be in the same way to call the Germans that way would be like, well, the Romans are then. Because right. the Romans eventually became the Italian. It would be it's weird to really assign it. They just did it way better. Right. Like the Nazis perfected it. It's yeah. like a car engine. And they eventually teamed up. Like the the 
fascists and the Nazis. They called it the Steel Pact, which, god damn it, the Nazis had the coolest names for their shit. There was shit. some cool shit. They were putting skulls Fucking and crossbones hate that. on their hats. I mean, look, they, they looked sharp. Let's be honest. They looked yeah. good. Minus the facial hair decisions, but that's more of a time thing than anything else. They looked great. Right. They had cool names for stuff. They just, you know, did all the wrong things. Almost like primarily all, wrong things. Most, yeah, like, I think if not everything they did was 100% wrong. Right. <laughs> but they looked good doing it, and they had cool names. Their PR was on point. It really yeah. was. They were good at PR. Yeah. yeah. That's one word for it. Propaganda. They were great at propaganda. That's probably the proper word. PR yeah. opaganda. And but, stealing shit. I mean, most of the cool shit they came up with was stuff that they stole. Yeah, that's true. That's Even fair. the swastika wasn't. Si- I mean, who steals from Buddhists? That's terrible. They're like the most yeah, that's really people. shitty. If there's one crew that's gonna uh, forgive you, that's <laughs> well, no, true. But I mean, like, I, I mean, it was such a nice symbol before it. It meant like such nice things, and it was like the symbol take for it world it peace. Was yeah, yeah, it was so nice, and, and now it's like it was like good luck and all this other stuff. And I, now, even when people try to like bring it back and own it as a symbol of peace, people are like. Yeah. Nope. You I know how much it's you. like somebody turning the four leaf clover into the N word. I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. It already has a meaning. I see you've been it's reading. A nice my, I see you've been reading my dream journal. <laughs> no, um, I remember watching an episode of Antiques Roadshow where this person showed sure. up and they were like, "Cause fuck yeah, fuck yeah, the Antiques Roadshow." This person had this old, like hundred plus year old Afghan, and apparently those wow. are worth like ass loads of money, like old tiny wow. blankets and shit. <clears throat> she was like, "This was my grandmother's," and if you got this from this, and she takes it out with you. It's just this big fucking swastika. Oh god! And she's just like, it meant peace, and the, and they were just oh. like, you can't really do anything with this. <laughs> like this isn't real, and they were like, they were like, this is a victim of its own symbolism. Like yeah. it, it got destroyed. Like Hitler ruined the mustache. He really did ruin that he mustache. Ruined that mustache. The yeah. toothbrush mustache. No one's got that anymore. Except Michael Jordan in a Hanes ad a few years ago. He should start wearing swastikas <laughs> and reclaim that too. And a girl named Lauren who cheated on me repeatedly ruined brunettes with green eyes for me. Right. That's I'll how never, it always happens. I'll never date a brunette with green eyes now because uh, she never. Hey, open, <laughs> open your heart, man. Open your heart. And that, that's that's not a slut shaming. That's a uh, whore celebrating. So that's, <laughs> like, that's not slut shaming. That's just me being petty. <laughs> yeah, terrible person. Uh, but fascism. Person. Even my therapist was like fascism. Terrible person. Yeah, it, it it mostly started with Mussolini. The the Her treaty. Name Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Sorry, I hope I you see this therapist you keep talking about a lot. Because should we be billing you for this? She's like you're working through some stuff I'm right sorry. now. I'm sorry. He's like, that's why I wanted to be here. Lauren's a fucking fascist. <laughs> She's a subscriber. <laughs> She's only at the five dollar level, so it's going to take a couple days for her to get this. Uh, the Treaty of Versailles seems like a good place to start. I feel like eventually, because fascism is a thing that's happening here right now. Like that's, that is, that's the path we're on. And I feel like NAFTA is going to become our treaty of Versailles at some point where it's going to be a thing that is portrayed as something that America, like for one thing, Bill Clinton signed it into office. So Trump will have that. Yeah, it was 92, 93. Trump will have that to go on. And NAFTA did directly lead to a huge influx of immigration from Mexico. So he'll be able to point to that as if it's not our fault for putting car factories on all of their agricultural lands. And also a purging of businesses out of America as well. Right. And I feel like we're taking all of their Coca Cola. I love how (laughs) I love how nobody blames. We want to take their Coca Cola too. Oh, like use your Coca Cola, but you stay in Mexico. But I love how not cool. Nobody blames businesses. For exactly. acting against American interests, we've been brainwashed. Like that—that—that that, that to me is sort of like the fundamental. That's that is definitely a symptom of that level of thinking of that fascist level. When you are when you are a member of the suppressed, you know why no one trusts businesses. It's funny. I have like some material I actually wrote about this. It's because society is so hyper focused on youth because youth are the best consumers. They last longer, they question less, they research less, they want what they want, and they want it now. So American culture is focused on youth because American culture is all about corporate corporations yeah. and making money. But it's like Ford 
sent a ton of its NAFTA caused Ford to to purge a ton of its factories. Oh yeah, for sure. And and everyone's like, well, that's what you get when you allow this to happen. It's like, why fucking be mad at Ford yeah. for leave? Like, why isn't anybody being like they didn't have to leave? They chose to do that, and then yeah. you're mad at the person who opened the door and not the person who broke in and robbed the place. You know what else really bothers me about those sort of case studies in history is that instead of looking back and saying, wow, here's what we shouldn't do in the future, instead we look back and go, yeah, that side was wrong. It's like, no, dipshits, learn from the past. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing we seem to really be struggling with right now yeah. because I've— I bring this up all the time, but I've been making like Hitler comparisons to Trump for two years now. It's impossible yes. not to. Yeah, it's impossible not to. And people always uh, go to the well. He hasn't killed six million Jews yet. Like, it's a pattern. It yeah, you builds. It starts. You don't, you don't wait for that. Yeah. So the Treaty of Versailles basically was the nail in the coffin of World War One. And uh, the French were the ones that really pushed a lot of the punishments that came through here because yeah. the French were still pissed about the results of the Franco-Prussian War. Yeah, uh, they were insulted. Uh, you know, the the, the Treaty of uh, or the Palace of Versailles, where they signed uh, Germany into existence in the 1800s, the, the the French never let it go. So when World War One happened, France was like, "Fuck Germany," and they got destroyed. They were told to pay for the entire cost of the war. Yeah. from what I understand. Wow. They were they were they were basically they basically plunged Germany into the worst depression any first world country has ever seen sure. and will ever see. And then the depression hit on top. Yeah, of the Great it. Depression yeah. hits yeah. on top of it. And so the the you, you hear those stories of wheelbarrowfuls of money for a loaf of bread, and they're true. Like that wow. is a thing that actually yeah. happened. People were starving, and then you have people like Adolf Hitler who, yeah, who who just kind of shows up and. Everyone in the country at that point is frustrated yeah. and wants to say something. And it wasn't that Hitler came along and was like history has kind of painted him as a really charismatic kind of leader. And he was to some extent. But at first he was sort of a not sort of a fringe guy. He went to fucking jail for. Well, for the beer hall putsch. Yeah. 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 So like he was a very fringe. He staged it. But that's the thing is he staged a mini rebellion when everyone else was getting their Like the Germans were essentially continuously getting their dicks pushed in the dirt and they were all starving. And he and a couple other guys were a part of this sort yeah. of like mini revolution of like we can't keep letting this happen. Yeah. They were the ones that spoke up. And so when it eventually came to him ghostwriting his book and people were like, fucking yeah. They, yeah, they saw yeah. themselves in yeah. his words. And then he became a fucking wow, what what a what a fun parallel. Right? Ghostwriting a book. Yeah. yeah. While he was in or should have been in prison. Yeah, what if the art of the deal becomes like mind comp someday? It's so mind deal. <laughs> it's so funny because if you think about it, like Hitler and Trump are both kind of like pimps, you know? Like they find people that are in a desperate state. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they go, you're the best. You're superior. You're amazing. I and, mean, yeah. That's... And it's other people just don't get you. But it's you also should be way up here. But it's also the idea, and and this really comes with Hitler in there of scapegoating. Like you, yeah. like in order for fascism to actually work, you need to find a solution to your problem, yeah. even if it's not an actual solution. And so. I mean, Hitler came up with a final solution. But, like, the idea of blaming the Jews, because the Jews, having sort of, like, especially the Ashkenazi Jews of Germany at the time, they had always done relatively well because they were, uh, you know, allowed to, you know, they were business owners, they were uh, bankers, things sure. like that. So you see these people that still were, like, not as bad off. And they were, like, their fault. And yeah. now you're seeing that with illegals. Yeah. And like you're you're sort of dehumanizing them and removing and calling them things like rodents. And now you look at the way people deal with undocumented American uh immigrants and they're saying they're they're not people. They're they're illegals. They're not considering yeah. the ramifications of alien is such a loving yeah. word too, isn't it? Yeah, it not really human. Is. And it and that strategy plays into what you said as far as young people wanting things and wanting them now. Like that that's I think why fascists always go eventually they go really young when trying to yeah. target new recruits. Yeah. But especially Then one can become Pope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially now with uh just the way society has kind of progressed. You're right, in that young people do not just young people, a lot of people want really instant gratification and a fascist system provides that at some exactly. point. Like when 
people started in Germany kind of getting on board with Jews at least being kicked out of the country, not necessarily killed, it was when, okay, well, they're gone now, and here's all their shit. Uh, why don't you go live there? Because you didn't have a very nice house before this, and now those motherfuckers are gone, and someone's got to live there. And why don't you do it? And the but, m- minute you move into that house, you might as well be a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're as complicit as anyone and else. That's what happens with DACA recipients now at this point. Right. Time, that's, yeah. It's, yeah. It seems like that's direct, like, exactly what we're headed for. Well, look what's happening to Detroit now. I mean, I know it's not as directly correct uh, connected, but like all the fucking poverty that hit Detroit kicked everybody out. All these people, all these companies actually bought a ton of ten and twenty thousand dollar homes mm-hmm. that are now valued at three and four hundred thousand dollars as Detroit starts to gentrify itself. Right, like people were buying, like all these really brilliant real estate developers knew that they could buy stuff at the way bottom, and they know how that works. And so now, what you're going to have is a thriving white art community moving into Detroit where before that people of color lived and survived and general blue collar workers out there. And now it's going to be right. And what's, what's scary about that is that's kind of like the, the Nazi movement didn't get its support from poor people, which is what everyone thinks Trump is aiming for now is, Oh, fucking coal miners. And he's making it a race war. Oh yeah, he's he's absolutely yeah. making it a race war. Yeah, it's can't. just that the the part of the white race that's wh- whose volume is on ten is the poor white people, right? But well, there's, I you'd be surprised driving through Orange County. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I would sure. not be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> it's really disturbing. The KKK yeah. is uh, one. Of it, the Orange County is one of the most active it's KKK insane. nests in the it's world. Absolutely, yeah. insane. we have the California has the most active hate groups in the nation. It's crazy, which is insane. Yeah, when you consider that Texas is also yeah. a state in this. Wait, nation. does do the Raiders count? <laughs> I think so. I think Raiders fans Raider are fandom, most yeah. of them. That's yeah, funny. um, it, it is sort of one of those things, though. But like, yeah, you're you're right talking about like. You go through Orange County, and, and yeah. he's he's targeting. You think it's the poor, but it's also the middle class, yeah. right? Like these people that are like. It's funny. Like talk about white privilege, and then see who the people that argue about it, and they tend to be middle class or poor whites that are like, "Where's my white privilege? Where was mine?" Right. Yeah, it's like you didn't get killed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'll live to seventy. Yeah. And it, it's it's kind of the the same thing that I see happening here in that. The, the the middle class is like they're for the most part in general going to be a comfortable class so they're they're going to tend to be alienated by shit like yeah. what's happening right now or what happened in Nazi Germany where there's two sides who are on very opposite ends of the spectrum almost sort of fighting for the same thing without well, realizing it and then there's this group in the middle that's like I don't like any of this shit. Well, they also generally live in homogenized regions that are not cities. They're living usually in towns or suburbs where all their neighbors look usually just like them. Right. And that actually creates a further dissonance. 100%. Like, in Singapore, they have neighborhoods. It's so hyper-planned that they will say exactly what percentage of a race can live in a neighborhood. So if you're a particular race, like let's say you're British, and you want to live in a neighborhood in Singapore, they'll be like, oh, there's too many British people in this neighborhood. You can't move in here. Yeah. You move this other- Singapore's got it on lock, huh? <laughs> but, there, but you know what's funny? There's, the racism is like not even – is almost non-existent. Well, people respect each other because they're each other's neighbors. But isn't Singapore also considered one of the, the safest places to be because yeah. there are severe punishments yeah, for violation that's, of well, the yeah, law that's too? Yeah, like, that's, you're right. There's no place that, I, I don't know if Singapore is still that way if it's – there's – I'm pretty sure the punishment levels are oh, okay. still pretty high. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's also like like it's one of the cleanest countries. Unless you want to like in. fuck a kid or something. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Come on. Can't spit or chew gum, but <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, I mean that is uh, it's weird. It's wild. It's definitely not the answer and I don't think it could be the answer here, but I think if it uh, on a government level, but on a human level, it, it went it, uh, there's been moments in my life where I had to create balance. Like where I had somebody of a particular race do something really mean to me. And I had to create balance. You know what I mean? Sorry I'd, about that, by the no, way. <laughs> no, no. What, well, yeah. I mean, I, I literally have a scar on my lip from getting jumped by skinheads when I was oh, a kid. Oh, shit. And it was and like every time I shave, I, I, look, I didn't see it for a long time. And then when Trump won, I saw it. Yeah. I, got, I got death threats. People went up to my mom, who's like the sweetest person in the world, and asked her, where's your accent from? Like, what the? And not in like a friendly way. Yeah. She works at a golf course in Orange County. And it, 
you know how irate it makes me to know that my mom feels less safe in a country that we moved to when I when I was eight years old. Like the vast majority of our lives, it's having it's like having someone say I, I hate you because you're a Libra. Well, that's yeah. you know what I hey, mean. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's as ridiculous. arbitrary as anything else. Well, this yeah. actually your story then really ties directly into the directions that this can go in because you are uh, you're an American. Uh, uh, from a region of Muslim descent mm-hmm. where it could very easily be a first they came for the socialists and I said nothing. Yeah. But for you, where you're like, you're an American citizen. So yeah. when they're like, oh, the Dream Act or the Muslim ban, it could very easily lead to you getting fucking booted out of this country, even though you've been here for X amount of years yeah, I mean, I'm as a, a citizen, citizen. I don't... Sure. It could but get you know to that what? place. Yeah, where I it doesn't, in a camp. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It people. It happened to Jews. Exactly. Yeah. We can't pretend... Yeah that all of a sudden there are no parallels yeah. and those parallels. And we all, you always look back and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, the Holocaust was a legal action. Yeah. Right. And so even if there are rules in place that protect you as an American citizen, that's not to You're say right. that they won't be enacted right. or, or, uh, you know, a presidential, uh, what do they call them? The, an executive decision. Right. An executive order. order. I mean, the most extreme thing he yeah. could do is overturn birthright citizenship. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. You know what's interesting about that is that I know in my rational mind that I'm like, I'm a citizen. I'm American. Look at me. But my reptilian brain, like that caveman animalistic brain where your skin jumps because you feel like a presence behind you in an alley, almost like an extrasensory yeah. thing, that kicks off when I hear some of the language that comes out of Trump. I also now. feel like you may have had that feeling for the past 16 years, no matter what. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, like, yeah. well, like all of a sudden now there's that. Because people weren't the, – the Muslim – the anti-Muslim sentiment pre-9-11 – was just like, there. oh, they own 7-Elevens. Yeah, like, it yeah, was yeah. never really like, they're going to blow us up. Yeah, they it was still always, hated yeah. Arabs, though, because oh, it was, sure. they were demonized because of gas prices. Yeah. Know, and things yeah. like that. So we were always, always demonized. But then it got to this flag-waving yeah. bullshit. And here's the funny thing. Even before the hate, <laughs> the hate really picked up on Arabs, like, I have a Muslim dad and a Jewish mom. So, cool. Damn. A, so I had people who, people, we didn't leave Egypt just because America seemed great. We left Egypt because Egypt was dangerous for us. His middle name is Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> and I shaved my pubes in a strip. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey-o. Oh, oh. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Hitler didn't ruin it for everyone. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were, you know, you can't, human beings, you know, exist outside the boundaries of rules, you know, like according to Judaism, if your mom's a Jew, you're a Jew. But according to Islam, if your dad's a Muslim, you're a Muslim. So I, I'm not supposed to even exist. So in yeah. Israel, you're a Jew. And the rest of the Middle East, you're a Muslim. Depending, I'm literally like a human version of that glass of half water, uh, half yeah. full of water. Depending on your, your attitude towards me, I might be half Driving Jew or half Muslim. Or throwing rocks at yeah, the tank. Yeah, right. exactly. So, and it's, it, you, can't, you can't do that to people. You know what I mean? That's not, there needs to be a more direct correlation between racism and terrorism. I mean, when the government was trying to convince me that if I buy drugs, I'm going to, you know, uh, embolden terrorism, I laughed in their faces the same way I laughed when they told me that an egg was my brain on drugs. I right. knew it was stupid. But there is a direct correlation between racism and terrorism. I feel like 9-11 happened, the terrorists sneezed on us, and Donald Trump is the first cold sore that's popped up. This yeah. is a direct effect. That was a test of character. And—, and it was we needed to be able to look at those people. It's like when you hit a ta- you bump your leg in a table, your immediate human reaction is to bang that table. So that table didn't do shit, but it's, right. it's equilibrium, it's balance. We need to create balance. And especially as an American, look at all of our movies. All of our movies are about justice, balance. Somebody hurt us, we hurt them back. That's the American way. These colors don't run. All that right. that's us. We end our sentences with exclamation marks. And that's that's the American way. And that's that's the thing that drives me crazy with this stuff right now. Is um, yeah, I'm voting for Tamer. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're running for, but uh, Jesus Christ, that was a goddamn good. That dude, was a good point. I'll tell you one quick thing. I was in. I, I went to college in Sweden, and this is when I first uh, traveling really threw my brain off. Right, I went to school in Sweden, and I went to the movies to watch a Stallone film as rated X, and I was like, whoa, weird. Uh, it's just, it's was Stallone doing pornos. But all these people were going in, so I'm like, oh, screw it, I'll go in. Regular Stallone movie. 
Two, <laughs> two weeks later, I see a Swedish film with my friend and his eight-year-old nephew, and a guy pulls out his wiener and starts having sex with this lady. And I look at the kid, and he's just eating popcorn, like no big deal. And so after the you, movie, yeah. my Swedish friend laughs at me, and he goes, oh, I forgot you're American. Yeah, it's, the, like, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. goes, you guys rate your movies on sex. We rate our movies on violence. He goes, Which seems smarter. It makes so much sense. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like I was looking for my glasses, and this guy goes, they're on your head. It was like, <laughs> when you're in America, you don't notice it. But he, yeah. like, he made me look at America from, from a different angle. And I was like, yeah, that's why do we, why do we treat I'll, violence like it's so hip? Because we started on right. puritanical values. And yeah. you know, all of our presidents have been wasps, over, you know, m- minus one and a half or two, you know, at this yeah. point. Yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, you have that. Like, as much as we say that we have a separation of church and state, that's in theory. We still yeah. we still have standard Judeo Christian values of modesty and, and Protestantism. Yeah. You know, like we're still fucking pilgrims. You know, the 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 Puritans that came over here and, and you know had to write in journals because idle hands they literally thought yeah. allowed the devil to come in. It's so weird because I feel like a sister wife that went on vacation when I when I first went to Europe. That uh, my husband was telling Rum me, Springer. You know, we're, <laughs> we're number one. Amish is the way. Like, we're number one. Nobody's better than we are. We're number one. And then I go out in, during my Rumspringa, and I, and I meet normal people or other people, and I'm like, oh, like, there, there are other ways to live. And why do we have to be number one? It, maybe if we didn't call ourselves number one all the time, we'd, we'd be able to improve. Watch yourself. You, we'd be able to improve. We'd be able to go like, hey, that thing Norway does, we like that little thing, but that doesn't make us Norwegian. Yeah. Hey, this thing Sweden does. Hey, this thing Italy does. This thing Lund- England does. We can improve as a country the way we improve. We, are working, on, it's a, it's we a, are working on fascism for like that. We're really working on <laughs> Yeah, it's a great that. way to rest on your laurels. I think the same way. Yeah, exactly. I think the same thing happened to Michael Jackson when everyone started calling him the king of pop. Yep. And he was like, oh, I'm. I'm the king. I, everything yeah. I do is going to be great. And then every album from there was just progressively worse and so worse. Let's talk about that uh, Artist of the Century award from that MTV. Oh, yeah. It's just like this little oh. like piece of fucking... And it wasn't even like, that. They yeah. weren't even give, It wasn't even called the Artist of the Century award. He just yeah. went up and called it that. <laughs> oh, yeah, did that pizza come here. already? Maybe. Um, or it might just be people outside. Uh, so, yeah. One of the things... That you hear all the time with fascism now, which fuck anyone that doesn't want to admit that what we're heading towards is fascism. Absolutely. In this country. <laughs> Sorry. And there's and there's always that that side that's like, mm, but we have to hear them out. We have to hear what they say as if this has never happened in this country before when the Nazis were taking Getting. power in yeah. Germany. Fascist movements popped up everywhere. Yeah. Fucking everywhere, including the United States. There was one called the the Silver Legion of America that had like tens of thousands of members at one point. And people now are like, oh, well, we have to hear these fascists out. No, we made the Silver Legion of America illegal after World War II because we saw how fascism fucking ends. And there is no version of fascism that doesn't end with the group who started it wanting to be the only group standing at the end. No yeah. matter what, like, and that's not opinion or conjecture. That's just, you just have to fucking look it up yeah. and see how they work. It's funny, too, because you can also look around that time. Like, do you ever, do you know about Huey Long? Like, in, in uh, Louisiana, the governor of Louisiana, the chicken in every pot oh, guy? Yeah. Where it's like he was a communist. He was like a straight up communist. Right. And during the Depression, Louisiana was the best state to live in. And it's well, like, yeah, that's it, how we... And they ended up making it crazy illegal. And, and sort of like he was demonized after that. Right. It's crazy. The one guy keeping his people alive. That's how, we, yeah. that's how we stole Dodger Stadium. Uh, from that. There was an entire Mexican yeah. community there that had been there forever. And this guy who was admittedly a communist, uh, but he went in and was like, this is great. Why don't we just go in and kind of redevelop this and let them move back in and they can just have this community forever. And it, cause it was like fucking shacks and like wood homes and shit like it. And, uh, we passed it, LA passed it and everyone like that was the plan. As soon as everyone moved out, uh, someone went, mm, that's communism though. That's a program that benefits the poor. 
uh, using taxpayer money. So uh, what we did instead is sent that guy to prison for a year oh my God. and built Dodger Stadium on that land. L.A. was able to buy the land back from the government at cents on the dollar with the understanding that we would make, put something there for public use. Ugh. So we put Dodger. There is a. I say this all the time. There is a school buried under Dodger Stadium. How, how how great so of an American metaphor is yeah. a school being buried? It's under so Dodger perfect it's from lands stolen by people that were from brown. Like people imagine archaeologists. That story. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a there's documentaries about it. Uh, just look up Chavez Ravine. I mean, that's still what it's called. Which. At least fucking call it Dodger Town if you're going to steal it from people. Yeah. At least change the name. And when you It'll watch, be Vin Scully Chasm. If you watch, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you go back and look at like pictures or watch a documentary about that time, it was like it's such an anomaly. It looks like its own country. The rest of L.A. kind of looks like it is now. There's like a skyline and all the highways and shit. Mm-hmm. L.A. looks like L.A. And then there's just this ravine that's just this kind of self-sufficient community it had schools looked like a had, pueblo yeah it looked like, like it looked like a, a different country just dropped into the middle of la and if there's one thing la hates it's free space or it was the last part of la that refused yeah. to change yeah because yeah. that's it's right next mission. to Alvera yeah. street where the original right. communities were right so it might be just an, a really old community yeah yeah, it's a sad story, and that that's sucks. that's the kind of thing where people like talking about the the middle class, or I think in this case they're they're going to be called centrists, are uh, going to be the the group that just kind of sits there and waits to see what happens now now and aligns with with one side or the other, yeah. and it, it's you know the. I mean, you see it in World War II when you'd see all these, like, Germans that are like, I hate Hitler, but what am I going to do? It's like, well, you fucking waited. It's too late now. Yeah. You know? Uh so we should we should touch Mussolini because let's be honest, like <laughs> that's really where it starts. But like Hitler's the big name, but like Mussolini, like you can't. How is there not a sex position called the Mussolini? Yeah, no, it's probably because he was a uh, one of history's worst monsters. Okay, I'm sorry. And there, <laughs> let me ask that question again, but more emphatically, how is there not a sexual position called the Mussolini? Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Now, first you have to Mussolini in real time. <laughs> Jeff, talk about Mussolini. Uh, Mussolini's interesting character because what he really did is he came in and, okay, it's hard to sort of just view this guy because, like, the, the phrase that you always think of when you think of Mussolini is he kept the trains running on time and it was mm-hmm. an establishment of established order. Um, and then what you can do, and I always like to do this when, whenever I would teach history, I'd say, look at the end and the beginning at the same time. And then you can follow the path better when you go mm. into the middle. That's really that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was always yeah. I always super simple but really smart. Whenever we'd start a new section, I'm like, read the review questions first. I was like, that's not cheating. Just go ahead. Just look at those. Look at the questions. It'll target what you're looking for. With Mussolini, look at smart. his end, and he was caught hiding, dressed as a woman. I believe was that. Do you remember how he was? Caught? I don't remember that. He was caught. Yeah. I think in drag, but in disguise, or maybe he was dressed as like a German soldier. They, the people dragged him out of a car, of a, of a truck, uh, I think, of, of German soldiers, uh, hanged him, beat him, spit on him, and left him on display for, I believe, 10 days. Wow. So let's yeah. fill in the middle part of this. <laughs> that's Im- but that's important. Right, for, for sure. For when they were like keeping the trains running on time, and you have somebody that's keeping it order. But yeah. when you have order, what's your cost? And that's what fascism really likes to focus on, is you're so focused on order and sort of like prosperity that you're not seeing the actual underside yeah. of how these you're things are coming humanity. about. And you're also not paying attention to the people that are suffering through yeah. that. That's that's the it's so funny because whenever I hear these stories, especially the story you just told about Dodger Stadium, I I, I go, I think I know why I'm a comic now. And I yeah. heard Jerry Seinfeld say this. He said comedy is justice. Yeah, there, there it's there, there's so much injustice in the world. It makes me angry. Like I and I was a bullied kid. That's why so many people that get into comedy are people who feel like they've been a victim of a well, lot. It's, of, it's, of high, it's a coping strategy. It's yeah. A coping yeah. Stra- but in comedy, no matter how good looking you are, no matter what color you are, what, whatever, if you're not funny, they get, uh, maybe one joke, even if you're famous, they might laugh at one joke, but they won't. It's just yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, I do like I mean, that. It is it is a great uh, sort of leveling off feel. 
You know about the, the when you mentioned the way he got caught, my grandfather used to say this crazy thing. He said, we need to start thinking of power the way we think of alcohol. People get drunk on it. Oh, that's yeah, good. Right? Sure. And so he's like, we are a group of people in nations run by drunks. And that's why so many... He's like, you know, like there's 0.08 when you're driving, so you can't drive. There should be a level of power where we go, yeah, you're, you got too much. You can't be... Because you're no longer connected to a regular person. Did he say that to a group of people in like a nice cafe you know, and they were all listening? And was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad? It was actually... It was a product of immigrating. He knew that I was moving to America and he had a feeling he'd die before he saw me again. And so he would tell oh, me wow. these little stories that when I was a kid, I just went, oh, my grandpa's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd come to America and years, like the older I got, I'd remember these stories and be like, oh, man, he was planting seeds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff that he knew I'd figure out or giving me a Rubik's Cube, you know, and go, yeah. you'll figure this out later. Yeah, for sure. That's but great. I think there's some truth to that, man, because these guys, it, nothing Trump says makes any sense to me. Until you go, he's drunk. And I go, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mussolini in a closet dressed as a woman. That's <laughs> like, probably why when, drunk. That's probably why when you'd hear his interviews, he was usually just a little sexually aggressive with the things he said. And yeah. he's out of control. Wow, that's actually, God, that's a, that's a fantastic comparison. Isn't that a great comparison? And like when we finally catch them, it's like intervention. You have, <laughs> dear Germany, you've hurt the rest of the yeah. world in the following <laughs> ways. <laughs> Now we're going to murder you yeah. in the street. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, I can't I don't understand how people are people who are getting swept up in fascist movements now. Do you not know how that ends every time? And I don't yeah. mean the slaughter of innocent people. I mean your leaders going to eventually get killed. Well, yeah. do you see the the joke I wrote the other day where I was just like, hot stock tip, invest in whatever <laughs> company makes guillotines. Yeah. Like you know what Trump reminds he reminds me of Yao Ming. Like, I used to go to Laker games before, sure. before Yao Ming. <laughs> it, it, not a noticeable Asian population. Oh, yeah. And then Yao Ming shows up, and I'm like, I, I knew there were Asians in L.A., but oh, my God. Yao, like, right. Yao Ming did more for the NBA than probably any player in the last 20 years. Yeah, I agree. Because Chinese money coming into the Yeah, NBA he really opened up that market. Fucking huge. Like, people literally come here to see the Lakers play, yeah. like, from China. Like, that's what they want yeah, to do. it's true. It's crazy. I've Ubered. Tons of them, yeah. Like they want to, and they when when they ask where I'm from, and I say Boston, like Celtics, like that's the first thing they say. Yeah, and it's funny because it's this guy. I don't remember who said this, but he said when a powerful man tells a man who feels powerless that they have things in common, it's hypnotizing. Well, it's you know when you yeah, it's almost too like that's a great quote. There's a um, you ever see uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, like the Immortan Joe. Like, oh, and he's like, he's like, you know, he's telling them, you know, he's like kind of tricking them. He's like, don't fall victim to the water and stuff. Yeah. And you see, there's the one scene where the guy's like, I'm Martin Joe. And he just looks at him. And he's like, oh my God, he saw me. And it's just like that kind of a feeling where yeah. it's like getting noticed motivates people. Yeah. And so that's why when Trump's like, I see you. And Clinton was just like, I don't see coal exactly. miners. Exactly. Like, it's not just the coal miners, but it's people that are being like, yeah, he's stepping up for the little guy. So true. Even though he doesn't give a fuck about the yeah. little. All he said was, I see you. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing so he did. So true, dude. I, I was working at this ad agency writing copy for uh, the new version of Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world. So yeah. before we wrote the new lines for the 40-year-old version, they said, you know, the definition of masculinity has probably evolved in the last year or so. You know, so right. we want to make sure that we don't look sexist in any of the copy. So we did a bunch of research on feminism and, and all this stuff. One of the most interesting things I read and simultaneously heartbreaking was a housewife in the South that said, I'd love to be a feminist. It's just that I don't feel included in the fight. Huh. And I was like, that's devastating. Yeah. Like all this time, there's these people saying, how could women not vote? How could women not vote uh, against Trump? Well, yeah. it's like, well, maybe people didn't reach out to women and say, yeah, go after every goal yeah. that you want. But that also includes if you're totally happy being a, a housewife. That's a great goal, too. I don't know if that's a reality, what she's feeling based yeah. on the type of media she watches. Because I, I know a bunch of feminists who don't exclude a housewife from that. But there's something in this community, especially in the South, where women that are housewives feel like women who are feminists are trying to erase them. Well, trying to pretend yeah. that they're not an oppressed minority yeah. still in America. Like, yeah, I get we have equality, but like, a, like for example, and I hate to play the stereotype, but a housewife in the Deep South 
is definitely an oppressed minority. Like, 100%. Uh, yeah. Isn't it funny? Like, sure. I keep thinking about the thing that the Nazi guys said. They were like, we will not be replaced. And and it's funny because it's like this weird statement and everybody just goes, huh? But if you if you break it down and go... Oh, their hate is 100% fear-based. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. These, are, these things are always fear-based. Yeah, the KKK fear. was fear-based. Like, yeah. It was originally... It's not It's not we hate them. It's we don't like what they're doing to our economy, and I'm afraid they're going to come... Remember that the uh, African-American men have always been overly sexualized by mm-hmm. white culture, yeah. uh, as well as African-American women. But they've been always... Uh, African-American men have been pushed as being sex objects as well as sexually aggressive. Uh, And so that came in where they were like, they were afraid that free blacks were then going to rape white women. Yeah. And that, that, well, not just sexualized; they were criminalized. Well, yeah, but even yeah. but even past that too. When you look at like in Blazing Saddles, the where the white women at, and you see the reaction to that, like that was a yeah. very real reaction. Yeah, very. I think real. You're right. It's almost like a compass of threats when you look at racism. The, the black guys are sexually threatening. Uh, the Mexican guys are like threatening from a, a, a job. Yeah, from it. Yeah. Then you got these guys that are religiously threatening, and, and, it's, and China's threatening our whole country's way of life and economics. Yeah, what an exhausting way to live. Yeah, just to to just view the, to view the melting pot of America as you as as forgetting about you just because you were the majority in yeah. the first place and things are changing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're like the uh, picky vegetarian eaters of culture. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I love America, but I don't like the Arabs. Can you, can you, can you, I'm, yeah. I'm Arab free. Can you yeah. do? Do you have anything Arab free? I'm actually, I'm actually a whiten. Uh, <laughs> I only allow white things in there. So uh, there's some really nice whiten restaurants in Silver Lake. <laughs> it's so, not my fault. I get puffy when I'm around them. <laughs> I want to hit on one last thing before we uh, we'll read a few comments uh, before we get out of here, but. Uh, uh, Samantha Clark did the notes for this. Uh, shout Woo! out to her. She does helps us with research quite a bit. Yay. Uh, she does a bunch of things for the site. Uh, one of the things she put in the notes was the fact that history kind of paints fascism as a Hitler and Mussolini thing, which I think is an important point and becomes kind of a dangerous thing where when we start talking about, oh, let's impeach Trump. Okay. Let's impeach Trump, but Trump's not the only one pushing these policies and making these decisions. And impeaching him would be great, but it might also just put a more skilled leader in his place to continue a thing that's going to continue without Trump in office. Like, Trump is... Shaq leaves, Kobe can still win. Yeah, Trump is the face of the problem, but he's not the problem. Like, the fact that he's been able to achieve the power he has speaks to a problem with this country yeah. and not necessarily like he's obviously a problem, but the, the problem, the, the one issue that I have with him where I, I agree the with one- you a hundred percent, but the, yeah. the main thing that frightens me about him is the secondhand smoke of his racism. Oh it's yeah, like, for sure. You know, the runways in Paris inspire fashion and the white house inspires behavior. Right. E- ethically is, and I think because of him, People have people are in more danger. Oh societies, no! You know what I mean. So yeah. even though he re- impeaching him might you know set this up for Pence, who's a freak show. I'd say, well, then we go after that problem next. He's the match near the gunpowder. Right. I want yeah. him to be a cautionary tale. Uh, you know, I, yeah. You know what I mean. I, I don't even think impeachment is the end. I I think justice will be served when Baron has a new last name. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. When there's shame attached to what he's done, because this is. This is going to sound super American. This is the greatest country in the world. I can't even express in words how much I fucking love this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I would, I, I had this joke where a guy goes, go back to where you came from. I'm like, I did. They hated me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm American. Listen to this accent that you guys have beaten into me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't be more American. And oh, so those it, skinheads beat that into you? I thought <laughs> it was more of like a hate thing. <laughs> no, it was a hate oh, thing. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> But I do. I, do, I have so much love for the country and what and and the div, the United States of America. That's the word. And he's the one president that has shit on that word. Well, you know what's very interesting about that, and and with even more recent immigrants in America that love America. But and and we had talked about this over a year ago. Uh, immigrant new immigrants to America 
fucking loved Trump. So, they oh, loved Trump. So they disturbing. they liked him because, well, because they got in legally. Of, yeah. And they were like, this is the guy. He's doing it the way, you know, he's talking about that. And so when you look at yeah. a lot of the ones that, that were citizens and were voting, they voted overwhelmingly disturbingly for Trump. Yeah. Right. And that and that's where the, the whole first they came for me thing yeah, exactly. yeah. comes into effect. Yeah. Because if Trump is willing to sacrifice that group and yeah, and focus it so much in on racism and yeah. just promoting it in a really racist way. Yeah. He will come for you next. You, yeah. know, you know that behavior is literally a symptom of PTSD. It, it, it's a, there's a phrase in psychology they call it pulling up the ladder, and and it's it's almost like when a battered woman goes goes out with another battered man. Trump reminded them of. Th- Oh, of yeah. politicians from where they came from and because they just got to America and all of it's almost like getting a brand new car and you're like I don't want any scratches I don't want anything I just got this thing and there's like a hypersensitivity they're afraid that they're going to kick out they're like we made it they're closing the doors we made it we're in right yeah. so it's it's a it's a symptom of, of a of and, trauma and he's a toxin and because he, yeah. he's infecting like like maybe Trump specifically isn't going to get you with a law, but he's infected enough people yeah. in your neighborhood to want to make your life miserable. And some of those people could literally attack you. 100%. That's exactly right. Since yeah. day one, I've been saying, I'm not worried about Trump the president. I'm worried about Gary the cashier. Well, that's the thing, too. Fascism. Yeah. You don't, yeah. People seem to forget that with fascism, and in, in we'll use Nazi Germany as an example, it wasn't just the card-carrying Nazis that were eliminating Jews. There were massive amounts of Jews that were assaulted and destroyed because of exactly. the propaganda yep. that was lo- that was sort of pushed through. And, and so it would Is actually it get private. <laughs> it would get private citizens yeah. to do that, and that's part of it you get private citizens to buy into your bullshit rhetoric yeah. and then that ends up inspiring a whole group of tiki torch wearing polo shirt wearing uh, baron polo shirt wearing pieces of <laughs> shit i didn't mean to dusty roads rhyme that shit but no geez, that was great like, what was up with those outfits they look like the hateful honda guys it says here you're a black hateful <laughs> Your hateful Honda. Dealer. That'd be a great sketch. Yeah, the hateful Honda. Guy. Well, because I think they wanted to. I think they wanted to to be viewed as like not your average like KKK shirt wear yeah. and like. And instead, they just fucking carry, made it worse. Yeah. They just look like fucking tiki. Yeah. Oh God. Ah. Yeah. They made one of the K's stand for Kmart. <laughs> they all look like employees of Kmart. Yeah, it was it was both laughable and scary at the yeah. same time. But yeah, I think that that's kind of the the point I was getting at. Not not that like Trump's obviously a problem, but this there's a lot of things about this country that need to be addressed yeah. right now. And like even if Trump didn't win, I'd be worried. Like I'd be worried about the next election. Yeah. Because like where Germany's going him now. him not winning could just like mean someone who's better at it runs next That's time organized and it's not gonna get rid of the 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 problem and i mean I, and i'm gonna say something crazy as a white person i think we need to take better care of white people in america now let me well i can it. get behind let me, yeah, I, i'm yeah. dead serious finally now, i'm 100 this this situation is like when you adopt a kid like let's say immigrants you've adopted them in and then they're part of the family and they're like we love you just like you you're one of our own children and then all of a sudden the biological kid goes, I'm not getting enough attention. You're not you don't love me anymore. And I think there are I don't think, you know, the white racists, but I think there are people in certain parts of the country that are being prone to behavior. And I think that's a symptom of, of that's an effect. But I think there's there are other causes that we need to examine. Like national right. neglect yeah, kind of a thing. There is, it has been neglect. Well, I, I don't think the, the answer is to hang on to coal like it's the landline of, of resources. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's but a it's class to educate thing. People, there should be schools out there, trade schools where we go. Hey, you you lost your job in the coal mines. Well, we're gonna train you and educate you and help you get this other kind yeah, of they, job. Yeah, they want to do the thing, the only thing they know how to do. Yeah, and they're hard workers. They want to they're, work. They're like, coal, we've been coal mining people forever. It's like, well, that's kind of why the glaciers are melting, number one. <laughs> number two, no one gives a fuck about coal, man. Like, you're not going to yeah. last. Like, you're like, you know but, what? But, I that better... can't, but that can't be, like, that can't be the answer either. Exactly. Like, well, you can't, no, you can't say fuck off. You have to say we need to wean you off of this and get you into something where you can thrive. Yeah. Because it's more than just surviving. It's yeah. thriving. And if people can't thrive, they will never actually be happy. At yeah. best, they will be 
complacent. And yeah. that's when you have when you have people that are complacent and then when you have fascism come in, it's a lot easier to steamroll over them. I agree. You know what? I think when cigarette companies or or alcohol brands started uh, accepting that they have to take responsibility for some of the drinking and driving. They had to do a certain number of commercials that like were like, PSAs, you yeah. know, public service announcements. Well, I think technology companies have sped up the the speed of life and and made certain. I think when it when a te- tech brands at, should co op together and spend money educating people who've lost their jobs because their their business categories have gone obsolete. Why can't we come up with answers? Yeah, like that? it's basically you know I mean? like Uber for coal. Yeah, but give a, they want to work. Yeah, you know oh yeah. What I mean, yeah. And I think the best way to make someone not racist is to make them happy. Yeah, you know, is to find to well, give them the tools to pursue happiness. That's what this country is about. Yeah, it's a poverty yeah. thing. It, it is it's, a poverty. It's thing. It's a class thing. It's yeah. not like it. They're doing a great job of dividing right. people and thinking that we're all somehow on different sides, but we all really have one common. Yeah enemy whether we realize it or not like pure racism like the way it was in 1865 will eventually die out like that level and it'll become economic based anyway yeah like that probably will happen as generations are dying look at how many grandpas don't exist anymore that used to be terrible awful people and And eventually eventually you'll get You'll get that. It'll it'll be relatively slow. One hundred percent right. Like you know that saying where they go, uh, uh, "There's no atheists in foxholes." Yep. I, I think there's no racists in emergency rooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, there have been. Lately. There's a lot of. Do- well, I mean, yeah, lately, yeah. But I mean, um, if you're sick and you're ill and there's a doctor and he's a foreigner and he's in, you lose your racism real quick. There was. I saw a video about that where like some lady wouldn't let her kid be worked on by a black woman doctor or something like that it was yeah. like recent like yeah it was on it was a video of it <laughs> what the well, fuck is wrong with now people, i can't man. use that metaphor ever <laughs> no like, it's it's like it's a sad it's been it's ha- i mean it's always happened but like now we have act- it's i like think firefighters thing. are a good metaphor for almost everything like that yeah if your house is on fire you don't give you don't a care. fuck who's running in to put out that fire and if you're racist in that situation that's sad because that means your hate has eclipsed your love. And your house deserves to burn. Yeah, yeah. you deserve to not have and a house. And you should go inside and burn yeah. with it. You hate a stranger more than you love your own child. That's yeah. pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. That's inhumane. Yeah. That's a person who should be called an alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and murdered. And murdered by a murder of crows. Yes. Yay, murder! <laughs> should we uh, Should we wrap this up? We'll do, yeah, we'll we'll do comments on the next one. We yeah. went... Yeah, we're over. Yeah, we did. Well, we we're great. We're great. We're we're just we're good. We're so good. good. We're all really good. good. Yeah, we we are great. We are. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty great. Because we're not women. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I love women. (laughs) I'm a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna be up at uh, Laughs Unlimited. In uh, Sacramento in uh, October. Um, and before that, go on to my website. It's TamarKatan.com. And uh, sh- I do shows every night all over town. Come say hi. I'll give you a hug. Nice. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> uh, Mint on Cards, the second Friday of every month. Next show is uh, October 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, we've got a really great lineup. I'm headlining Flappers at the Naughty But Nerdy show on October 10th. Nice. Uh, get at me on Twitter. I get some free tickets for you. I'll, I'll throw you on that list. We'll get you on there. Um, also, uh, do yourselves uh, and me a favor. Uh, donate to carerescuela at uh, gmail.org on PayPal. They got Adam his puppy. Good puppy. Uh, they just took it's in. Very sweet. They're taking Winter in, Soldier Neeson. Oh, God, Such I love that. Such a great name. They, <laughs> they took in. Uh, they took in the cats that we uh, we recently had to the ones we've been feeding for a year. Well, we they they're taking them in and they're getting them adopted. And if you can just help out anything you can, just put unpops in the uh, in the memo, and you do something great for the pets that directly affect us. Now, yeah. Um, awesome. We have a live podcast at the Hollywood Hotel, October twenty eighth. Nice. It's free. You should come out to that. Even if only a few of you come out, it's a live podcast. I love we need live some, podcasts. We just yeah. need some chuckles from the room. We don't need that shit also to be Also, bring packed. chuckles. Also, bring chuckles. Yeah. Uh, it is close Chucky's to Halloween. Wear a costume. <laughs> we'll make it a Halloween thing. Uh, so that's a thing that's happening October 28th at the Hollywood Hotel. That's come cool. to that. There is no darkest hour this month, so do not come to that. Ooh. Ooh. Greatly disappointed. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, subscribe to the rest of our podcasts yeah. on Patreon. Patreon.com slash unpops. You can't beat this deal. We do 10 episodes a week for five fucking dollars a month. Patreon 12 sounds, and a half cents an episode. Patreon sounds like the name of a gay black guy. <laughs> That's fine. <It> is. <laughs> yeah, you have to. He's our agent. Hey, I'm Patreon. He does a he he hosts a really great crowdfunding <laughs> yeah, service. So. I knew it. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Tamer, say goodbye. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a blast. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Tamer Katan rookie <laughs> card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Top traded right out of Egypt. <laughs> Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm